Spencer. Lee. I'm not I'm not doing an intro. There's, there's, there's no point to an intro. All no. intro is burned out of us right now. No, no intro. We just watched season eight. Episode three. I guess it's called the Battle of Winterfell. We don't know. Sure. I'm not quite sure what we just watched, but we're doing a reaction pod. We're trying anyway. I I did some notes, but they, I don't I, I don't know, Spencer. What what is your take? Go go. My take is I just watched one of the most amazing, horrifying, thrilling, tense, rich, utterly surprising episodes of television I've ever seen in my life. It was astounding. It was beautiful. It was one of the most interesting mixes of character moments in a battle scene I've ever seen that in some way made an 83-minute battle scene never boring, never dull, constantly on the edge of my seat, and constantly focused on the various character arcs that they were seeing playing out in the middle of one of the most impressive tumults I've ever seen filmed. It was astounding. And at the same time, I'm now left terribly worried about where the hell they're going to go with the next season based on one of the most interesting plot twists I've ever seen them play out. Well, first off, there's not another season. Uh, Sorry, so next rest of the season. Rest of the um, season. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I'm such a homer, obviously. I mean, we do this pod because we love this show, but this was something else, man. And I got I to gotta take a few days. I got to watch this multiple times because, to me, it seems like possibly one of the better episodes of television I've ever seen. To your point, like, they did 80 minutes of a battle, and it never got old. It never drug. Um, and there were moments where I was like pacing around my living room. Like, oh, well, yeah. they just lost. They just lost. Now let's, let's, you know, cut right to the middle here. Let's, let's, let's go right to the, uh, the heart of the, the matter. The heart of the matter where Arya went. Yeah. Arya. Like, I just, I just made this joke with my wife. I'm like, well, what a fucking baller she is. She's like, Hey, Gendry, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to go kill the Night King. And she did it. She killed I mean, the Night King. We were mocking her last episode about, oh, yeah, you, you, you want to see the many faces of death? Let's see how well that plays out. Eat our fucking words, son. Now, I'll tell you a couple things about this episode uh, that, that were confusing to me. I'm going to have to watch it multiple times. I'm not quite sure of the death count. I mean, I think we know that Ed died. Ed died. Jorah uh, died. Jorah died. Lyanna Mormont died. Yeah, she did, but she killed a giant. That was kind of cool. She, she went out. Well, Theon died, but again, went out. Like all goddamn hell. Theon um, died. I'm not. Did Grey Worm die? We did not see him in when they were panning at the end in Winterfell, but we did not see him die. That I can we saw. talk about the fact that Tormund is still alive? <laughs> Against all odds, literally standing on a pile of corpses, <laughs> still fighting. I'm astonished. Tormund is still alive. Did uh, Tormund did Ghost still alive. did Ghost die off screen? Uh, I don't know. I thought I I saw him in the trailer for the next episode. I think ghost mail. Like, all right. So we can talk about this is that like I I posted on Facebook uh, because we, you know, we, we screwed up or I screwed up really. And we couldn't do uh, a full got questions podcast for season eight, episode two. We had the reaction pod and that was it. So I posted on Facebook, like, okay, here are our predictions. Cause I was texting with Spencer back and forth. Like, okay. And we thought like, okay, what made more sense to just talk about who's going to live. Yeah. A lot of people lived. Uh, a impressive amount of the cast survived this. So we were um, we were off base on that. 
Well, our fundamental mistake that you and I both agreed on was who the show was going to paint as the ultimate villain of the show. Who was going to be the final boss, if you want to put it in video game terms. And it's we Cersei. assumed it was yep. the Night King. It's Cersei. Yeah, it's Cersei. Uh, I don't feel real good about Cersei's chances because somehow they got through this battle and they still have two dragons. Yeah, one, one two, both of which are hurt to all shit, it appears. But they're still alive. Yeah, and I was doing the thing like, like, oh my god, when when Danny fell and oh. all of these like undead went on Drogon, I mean, I was like, I mean, that I was out of my mind. But it does seem like Drogon survived. Seems um, like Drogon survived. It looked like, based on the color of the scales, that was not Drogon that was cuddling her at the end, though. I wasn't sure about that. No, no, Rhaegal. Rhaegal that looked down. like Rhaegal. Yeah, Rhaegal's still alive. So, so Cersei's in trouble because now, I mean, first off, all right, let's back up. I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Yeah. The start of the episode. So shout out to you, Spencer. I cannot give you enough credit for this. You called it 100%. We we did a predictions pod, and I was like, well, the Dothraki are the most badass people in the world, et cetera, et cetera. And you're like, yeah, no, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for them to fight, you know, the the, the undead. I think it really is a, the, the unsullied who are going to – like, the Dothraki died in, by 12 seconds. Yeah, I mean, as we, as we called it, that their skill is essentially getting people to break and run so they can run them down. If they're you just say, charging... Wait, wait a second. You said we. No, you called it, my friend. You need, to take a victory, you, you need to take a victory lap here because you called it, and I can't believe how quickly they died. Uh, and I love how much they, how well they played with our emotions there. Having Melisandre just show up, like the friggin' avatar of the Lord of Light, and with the magical power she was showing and how she faded immediately after the battle was over, she basically was... The avatar of the Lord of Light on Earth for this battle. She but was, yeah. And when, when she lit up all of the Aurochs, you know, I, was, the, I, I was thought that cheering. I thought they were going to be badass, and they died in no time. Oh yeah, but the, seeing that charge from that hillside, just seeing that wall of flame go into the darkness, and then having it followed up by that literal tidal wave of undead that just flows over the top of the Unsullied, some of those beautiful film scenes I've ever seen. It was just. Again, I'm running out of adjectives to describe aspects of this episode. Uh, it was, I mean, Michael Sapachek is a god. I think that's all we need to say about that man. I mean, it, I mean, it's it's better than like any. I, I, I'm, I guess I'm being like over the top here, but like I don't even know a movie that I've watched that I enjoyed that much. It was again. I in call we called so little of that accurately, and I don't care. I almost, I mean. I think, again, and I've been saying it several times, they have painted themselves into a colossal corner with how they wrapped up the Night King plot in this episode. But purely this episode, viewed on its own terms, as its own movie released in theaters, it was incredible. It was. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, Now, question for you. Did you think that the, the Starks were coming out of the crypts? Because there was a certain moment there where it looked like like folks were coming out of like clay or out of the walls. It, it, it looked like they were effectively punching out of the crypts that they were in, of their, you know, se- their sealed stone coffins that they were knocking their way out of those. That's how I interpreted that. Right. And, that, and then that, that's when Tyrion and Sansa sort of hid until Arya, shout out to Arya, just jumped on the night king like that was so insane where, where did she come from it, I, I, bridget and i were talking and she said did she fall out of the tree no she just i she just 
just took her shot and then yeah. you know the 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 dagger slipped and she caught it and and hit him and holy shit like i yeah i don't know dude i'm i'm struggling here i'm not gonna be very articulate in this <laughs> this reaction pod because it's a lot this. to deal with <laughs> I, I mean there were so many beautiful shots there was so much tension there was so much on-the-edge-of-your-seat concern for characters that we've been invested in for eight seasons constantly. I mean, and they were just so beautifully doing a, a, a wave motion effect with our emotion, a wave motion effect with our emotions of, like, you know, the first ten minutes is just straight tension building. As we're just waiting, staring into the darkness for something to happen. Just Hitchcockian moment of we know the bomb's under the table, but it's not going off. And then Mel rides out of the darkness and lights the Dothraki, and we are excited. We're following him in. And then they just die. They're just watching their lights snuff out as you're standing with the army. And then the tidal wave comes over them. And, and then everyone's just barely surviving. And then they're fighting that king, and they knocked him off his dragon, and he's on the ground, and they incinerated him. But they didn't. And then he brings everyone back. And then they're charging in with everyone dying, and people literally just standing on top corpses, swinging and hacking to stay alive, and all of it ending with Arya getting the blade in to break the obsidian in his chest to finally banish the children of the forest magic. It, your heart was just going out of your chest, and my adrenaline's still at about a nine out of five. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the listeners can tell that we're, we're sort of at an 11 here, because this this was a phenomenal episode. Um, I do have, want to point out a couple things. Please. Um, one... Is Grey Worm, Grey Worm is still alive? Grey Worm, we bet money that he was out. We bet money that he was out. So I'm, we all I'm looking at a, on it. I'm looking at a brand new computer that I bought because we had some audio issues in our last episode and that frustrated mm. me. So I have a brand new computer. I would have bet that. Uh, and also the house that the computer yeah. is sitting in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. Grey Worm would have died. Grey Worm's still alive. I mean, the bulk of the Unsullied died where they stood to buy time. And that was an impressive thing to see the Unsullied in lockstep formation just still fighting on as everyone else ran behind them. Yeah, I can't uh, get over I can't get over the fact of how cleanly you called this that it's that the Dothraki were the way that they fought. It just doesn't it doesn't work, and they got snuffed out so quick. But damn, if the Unsullied didn't hold their line, they held the line through the retreat. They got the retreat back into the walls. They held the line um, while the fire was still burning. They were still unsullied fighting as that trench went up. Yeah, that was huge. And shout out to Melisandre for like the for second everything. time, second time in the series where she has like done some sort of like um, uh, what is it like Essos or Valerian or something uh, like prayer. Yeah, and she thinks it's not going to work, and at the last second, boom, it works. She she lights it up and. But but then you had the <laughs> the others sort of do like the human bridge across. Yeah, it, it it still bought time. It's still fun. I think we can agree if Melisandre had not showed up for this battle, they would have been overwhelmed before Arya could ever have gotten in position. You do love Melisandre. I, I was talking to to Sarah as we were what we were watching this. I was like, and as Melisandre did thing upon thing to help, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Spencer's being validated here because Spencer's oh, yeah. a big Melisandre person. I I was not expecting her to show up in the battle. I had we I would I in no way expected that. Uh, and seeing her play such an integral role, seeing this very much be the Lord of Lights moment in so many ways was incredible. Um, all right, question gonna, for you. Sure. So Tyrion and Sansa are they going to get married now? 
Like there they was a, there was a little bit of a romantic sort of connection there. They effectively already are, which is one of the things they both kind of realized again at the same moment. They never really got annulled or divorced, did they? Uh, but they they seem to really like each other, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I guess Sansa Sansa explained to Tyrion like, well, even if we survive, you know, like we can't we can't do this because you're with the Dragon Queen. And <laughs> shout out to Missandei. She's like, Ms. oh yeah, Sende. the Dragon Queen. Shut up. Yeah, we'd all be dead without her. How about that? <laughs> which is what we've been repeating all season but Masinde put it wonderfully curtly in that moment um, I mean, we, she we survived could, everybody I mean honestly we had our death count completely off there I mean some major characters died I mean characters from back in season one died Bar- I mean, Barrick Barrick died Barrick died we've got about Barrick and god he went out Christ like uh, blocking that door right there uh, yeah I teared up I'm not gonna lie I mean, I teared up when he did that because that—that's that, such a self-sacrifice. It's like I don't know. It's emotionally impactful for me. I, I like that so few characters also even got last words. That even they were in some ways struggling to have last words but couldn't get them out. Like Jorah, um, like Jorah there at the end, like Barrack when he's looking up at Arya. Um, it was. I mean, I mean, even the first major death hit me like a ton of bricks. Watching Ed go out like that and just saying, like, oh, oh, God. And, and Sam survived. And shout out to Sam. And I called this. He fought the whole time. Yeah. He just, he stayed front on the ranks. He stayed on the front line and just fought the whole time. Just going wild with those little obsidian daggers. Still stabbing him as they're literally clawing him up on a pile of death. Oh, but yeah, watching Ed just, oh, God, Sam, as he's dying. Oh, it, I mean, we got nowhere near the cash. Well, our, Danny and John's army had casualties beyond compare. They got like, for like a few, th- maybe a few thousand guys left tops. Um, but in terms of major characters, we lost a lot, but not what we were expecting. Um, well, honestly, I think that the, the bulk of the forces left are northerners. Yeah, I would because say. Because they, they pulled back. Like, because, you know, uh, obviously the Dothraki just died like within 20 yeah. seconds and uh and the unsullied held tight to help the retreat well the retreat was the northern forces yeah and so northern i think forces. what they're left with is like like a few unsullied but a lot of northerners and i do think that john and sansa are going to march their armies south to, to take care of cersei because they owe this to danny now yeah and they're going to rally every single kingdom on their way as they go to, to her banner but it effectively as you said the bulk of the forces that were already inside Winterfell, and so suffered at least the casualties there, and the, seemingly the bulk of the forces they were going to make it back into Winterfell, were Northerners. This is going to be an Hour of the Wolf moment, of where the, yeah. the Army of the North is going to ride south and set their own political will on this. Now, they are going to be outnumbered to all goddamn hell, unless they get everybody else to rally against Cersei. They've got two dragons. They have two dragons. Cersei has Quyburn and so many scorpions now, it's probably not even funny. Yeah, and, uh, and, and and maybe a, a a dragon will die, but I I do think that'll be the that'll be the sort of crux of this okay. sort of you know battle, right? It's the fact they still have two dragons, which I never would have saw coming. No, we got to. I thought it. Le- I thought at least Rhaegal would die, but no, they both survived. We got to address the elephant in the room, though. Um, Fire away! I adored this episode. I thought it was a remarkable television. It's probably possibly one of the finest episodes of this show or of any television period. Incredibly well filmed. Incredibly well paced. Always perfectly what I wanted from it. But, Arya killing the Night King and what effect that has in terms of the resolution of this plot and the setup for the resolution of the season. Do you see good things coming as a result of this? Was it effective to you for having her have this moment and this resolution halfway through the season of uh, what has been the primary plot for the last eight seasons? 
And does it give you hope or concerns for how they can wrap up the last three? Because that's, okay. that, that's the elephant in the room to me. As incredible as this episode was, I'm worried about these two points. So I'd like to do something with you, Spencer. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to admit to our audience right now, uh, I've had a few drinks. Uh, I was fired up. Uh, you've got Tipsy Terry right now. Mm-hmm. And I am not willing to be critical of the show right now. I'm just going to enjoy this episode. Now, what you have brought up is something that I can promise everybody listening. I am going to delve into <laughs> uh, when we actually do our full Got Questions pod, which we will do. We we are going to get that out this week. So, yeah, I mean, long story short. Yeah, dude, I, I, I agree. Like the fact that the Night King was just defeated in this episode, we did not expect that. Uh, and and matter of fact, in our predictions pod, we actually hoped that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but this was such an incredible hour of television, hour and a half of television, that I'm just going to enjoy it right now. But yeah, I, I do think that when we do our full Got Questions pod, we're going to have some beef with uh, where they went with the plot. Um, and the fact that we now have three episodes, and two of which are 75 minutes apiece, to deal with killing Cersei. And it's like, well, where do you go from here? But... Yeah. That being said, incredible hour of television. I mean, that's one of the things that's going to be interesting to look back at this season from. That even if they can't stick the landing from here, even if this resolution ultimately comes across as pat and sets up a final boss, which is the lesser of the two, this stand, this episode as a standalone piece of work is utterly commendable. Is high, is of the highest quality and tier. I mean, that's just one of the things I used to have to say about it, is that regardless of where it stands in the lexicon of this season, where it stands in the progress of how they ultimately wrap up this overarching plot of eight seasons' time, this episode is an unastounding and indisputable success. Whether it ultimately, lead, whether it ultimately in some ways paints them into a corner and hamstrings them for how they land, stick the landing uh, going forward, we can't say. All we can do is celebrate the moment, and the moment was... I can't even call it a moment. The series of moments that made up for the most astounding works of media I've ever seen. Yeah, so can we talk about the fact that Dragon Con was this weekend? Um, yeah, it was. So it Dragon, was. Dragon Con was this weekend, and everybody in Dragon Con held tight and watched this like in a big screen, like in an auditorium room <laughs> at oh. Dragon Con, which I can't imagine. Yeah, but there's a couple of things I want to talk about with this episode. Um, that are interesting to me. Like first, like Sarah and I were screaming at Bran. I'm like, who was he warging into? I don't know. For Ravens. So, yeah, but like it was Ravens for like 12 seconds. But like up until the Night King literally got within like five feet of him, he was still warging into something. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know what Bran was doing, and I don't know where this leaves Bran in terms of his relevance. We assumed that Bran was going to be integral to the defeat of the Night King rather than. You know, Arya with a Valerian dagger. Now, he's just kind of a fixture in Winterfell. Um, he was very much the damsel in distress of the episode in a way we did not really expect. Um, I don't know what he was doing. I Maybe he will explain it going forward. But yeah, as said, he couldn't have just been flying ravens in circles for that long. Yeah, so it, also, is there any chance that Sansa actually goes south? Because I think she's just going to stay in Winterfell. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, okay. Some, someone okay, has you to. Don't, you, so, okay, so you don't know. Now, tell me this. 
Um, who like percent chance they go south? Sansa Tor- goes south. Okay. Tormund versus Sansa. Uh, Tormund is whatever much larger percentage chance you want. Tormund's going south. Tormund's not leaving John. John's think going so? south. Tormund's going south. Oh, he's going to be so unhappy. He's going to be. Oh so, yeah. He's going to be so warm. <laughs> I, I, I'm expecting him to get a costume change by episode four and episode five, and it'll be hilarious. Look, I thought he was going to die. But I am happy he's alive. I am happy he's going to be in this, I guess, the setup to the the war with Cersei. But yeah, man, this, this fucking episode, man, whew, I don't even know what to, where to go with it. I, I'm still sweating. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it was, ah, it, yeah. I, I am left wanting, wanting and fearing what more is to, is to come. Um, cause I just don't know where they go from here. It was their A game beyond compare. I mean, this was Hard Home, the Battle of the Bastards. This was everything we expected that they were going to do in terms of the quality and nature of the work of Miguel Sipacic. It was just, you know, up to squared. 11. Exactly. Yeah. It, was, it was everything squared. It, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, <sighs> how, many, how many wonders did they have here? How many, like, long minute or two shots did they get into the middle of this tumult, too? I mean, we know that he loves those kind of long-footage shots in the middle of Carnage, but he gave us like two or three over the course of this episode. Well, they did like six months of shooting for this episode. Like, yeah, it was I... extremely long. And while we were all like online, like bitching, like eh, man, it's taking too long for like season eight. Like they were, they knew what they were doing, and they delivered. This episode what? was incredible. Um, I'm trying to think of more plot points to bring up with you before we, before we end. Well, Sandor. Uh, how about the fact that uh, Sandor Clegane uh, saved Arya? Yeah, that his love of Arya, his desire to protect Arya, brought him out of his, you know, fire-induced, tragedy-induced stupor and just led him to give a purpose again. Well, she um, saved him and then he saved her. Yeah. Like, so, you know, that kind of gets to what I was hoping for this episode, that these two characters would realize that they actually have a real affection for each other. And uh, appropriately enough, it happened during battle. I was getting worried there at one point that uh, Davos was just going to straight shank Melisandre before she helped. Yeah, and he he backed off of that, which I thought was very interesting. And she kept her word. She died before the dawn. We misread what she meant by that. Now, she did say to Varys, both of us are going to die in this strange land, and Varys is still alive. Yeah, but very, but you know, she didn't set a time frame on that, and Varys could die alone, happy in his bed at the age of eighty, with, with a no, no, no. <laughs> I was I was gonna play that out, and it doesn't work. Guess not. No, <laughs> no. I I do think Ghost is still alive though, because I think they would have given us a ghost uh, death scene. Oh, hell if I know. They've wrapped. They've they've killed. They've killed direwolves off screen on this show before. Shaggy Dog went out just with just a head on a table. Well, um, it, all right. So as a book reader, you're, you're primarily a book reader. I mean, you do the yes. show with me and it's, it's great, but you're a, you're a book reader. How much does it upset you that they were going into this battle, the battle to end all battles. And John is on Rhaegal who he's ridden, I guess, twice now mm-hmm. and just ignoring ghost. A lot <laughs> does. I mean, it would, it made for astounding filming and footage and wonderful plot. And so I'm, I'm okay with it. But it hurt. I mean, I, we joke, I joked with you on the footage that no one will ever get to hear that uh, seeing Ghost up there with John on Dragonback and, you know, Ooh, leaping for the great. Night King when they're in combat would have been a hell of a thing. Yeah. 
dude, I don't know, man. Obviously, this reaction pod is all over the place. I think a lot of the reaction pods you're probably going to get from the Game of Thrones content um, is going to be all over the place because this was such an impactful, crazy, nutty, awesome episode. Anything more you want to talk about, Spencer, before we sign off? I mean, it... It's an audacious episode just because of how willing they are to lap up their main plot three episodes in. And that can either be incredible or it could be very disappointing. Well, and I don't know. Well, Spencer, I think they're doing the thing that you and I have complained about before, which is they're giving, as book readers, they're giving too much credit to Cersei. Yeah. And they're setting her up, at, in your words from earlier in this podcast, as the final villain. But I... I have a hard time and, and maybe I'll be able to do this in multiple rewatches and in, in subsequent days, but I have a hard time complaining too much about this episode just because no, how beautiful it, it was and how it, fucking emotionally riveting it was. I mean, I'm not, and again, it isn't a complaint about this episode. This episode could have been the series finale and it would have been incredible. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I gotta watch this like three more times, and then maybe I'll have a cogent, coherent thought about it. But right now, it's just a rambling series of glee and terror, and all the other emotions that I was going through in a rapid, speed-reading fashion as this episode was in, was was on play. Yeah, that's what I've got. So I'm looking forward to a few things. One is Sam talking to Gilly because yeah. that's gonna be incredible. And he's like, "Yeah, I was on the front lines and I lived." Sam the Slayer, what up? Mm-hmm. Two, I'm really excited for John to talk to Arya. Yeah. And be like, you killed the Night King? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And three, I mean, we have to figure out this love triangle, right? With Tormund and Jamie and Brienne. They're all they still all alive. Lived. They're all alive. So we have to uh, figure that out. Yeah. There's, there's so much that we didn't think we'd have to worry about or expect or ponder. Because we expected the cast to be so incredibly slimmed down after this episode that we were wondering whether there even would be a handful still to make it to King's Landing to bear the the final torch of civilization before death follows it. Instead, we actually still have a show and character arcs and everything else left for three episodes to wrap up. Maybe Grey Worm (laughs) goes to North. Maybe. I mean, this is where you start to get worried. Because both Johnny and Danny are alive. They've literally defeated friggin' death. And they're riding south against Cersei. Is the show setting up for the happily ever after ending that we all feared they would? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Probably. I I mean, otherwise I owe you a lot of money. Because (laughs) Cersei wins this. Yeah, yeah, I made a a 10 to 1 bet with you that Cersei would not win. And it's looking pretty good for Cersei right now. So not worried. Not worried. But a little bit worried. I mean, hell, we didn't even get to see Bronn make it up in time. We still have to deal with Bronn coming north to kill Jamie and Tyrion, who are both still alive. Yeah, I think Bronn's going to kill Tyrion. That's my prediction. That's a turn. You, you, we previously both agreed that he got, there was no chance of him doing that. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, like they have to do something, right? Like, can't, like, like to your point, it can't be this sort of like bow tie ending where we're just like, okay, well, they they dealt with the Night King and now they go and and they kill Cersei. Like, ugh. that's where I'm. Still can't floored. be that. That's where I'm still floored by this. More Again, I'm not taking away from the episode. I'm not. It was incredible. But to do this on episode three of a six-episode season, I the audacity of it. I don't... It's, it's the kind of thing that people will remark in later years was either the most incredible act of, of somatic bravery in terms of wrapping up your plot this early and then 
still finding a way to make it work of the next three episodes, or everyone's just going to conclude that was astounding television. Why wasn't it the end? Well, did you see the, the, the next on? You know, the 30 second? Well, it, it does look like Cersei's pretty fortified. It does look she's like she's fortified. It's just a level of investment at this point of where that was horrifying to see that just literal tidal wave of humanity descend over it. That was literally gnashing my teeth tension as you just hear the Night King on... Um, what, what, blank, I'm so tired right now. I'm blanking on the name of the dragon the Night King was riding. Viserion. Um, Viserion. Whooping through the clouds and the literal storm he brought with him. I thought I, he was dead. I really did. When he had that, like, that he, he had that fight with Rhaegal. Yeah. And, and the fell. Night King the Night King fell off. I thought he was dead. But, but and then he came, just, I, I got to do some rewatches here because, like, that the dragon fighting was really hard to sort of make heads or tails of. But I just, we, we assume we're going to get a big battle in episode five. And I just don't know how it can compare to this. No, it won't be. It won't be the same. No, there's no way. Between the gold, the gold company, as compared to this, I mean, sure they're going to outnumber Danny's army most likely, but it's just where's. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. Can we before before we wrap up? Can we pour a little out for the Dothraki because there are no Dothraki left? Uh, Some maybe made it. Some made it back to the lines at least, but presumably they all just died there. Um, I mean, hell, Jorah made it to the end. He died, but he made it to the end. So yeah. maybe a couple Dothraki are alive. Literally a couple. Also, Danny, like, all of a sudden can wield a sword. Like, she was <laughs> she was fighting. She, she was able to successfully poke people pretty successfully. I mean, she could not compare to Jorah just hacking through them while being cut to pieces. But yeah, I guess she you st- stayed alive. I guess you stick him with the point again. This is the effect that Jon Snow has on people. He encourages action in a way they didn't expect they could. Uh, but we, we're just talking in circles of excitement. Let's wrap it up, and we'll just look forward to discussing it on the recap some point later this week. Yeah. You know, we are. We're, we're rambling in excitement, but I do think that most folks who are doing any sort of reaction pod, or even what we used to do before we had the podcast where we just call each other and talk, are doing the same thing. This was an incredible episode. I'm so happy to see it. Um, I'm going to do multiple rewatches and we'll do the Got Questions podcast. Spencer, thank you for doing this with me. I don't have an outro. I didn't have an intro. Why? Because I'm that flummoxed by this episode. <laughs> thank that, you. Go ahead. The, that's just the ultimate word for it. Is it is an utterly flummoxing episode and always positive and concerning. It was nothing what we expected in so many ways. And I give them credit for that. And I will stand here with anticipation and a certain amount of trepidation as to how they can wrap it up from here. Yeah, me too. All right, let's talk more in depth later in the week. But until then, thanks, everybody. See you.